We are still in Parakid Zion of Nefesh Shachayim, and we were learning how the Torah protects a person, and we spoke about the fact that the Torah is Makadish a person, that it's Makadish in Aaron Kodesh, and that way a person can't be destroyed. And we learned about how the Torah, or at least the effort that a person puts into learning Torah, acts in place of Yisurim, <coughs> and therefore a person no longer needs to be punished. Now the Nevesh Chaim is going to continue and give us another few understandings from Chazal of the way that the Torah protects a person. So again, we're in the middle of Perak Zain, and he brings he brings a quote from the Zohar. The Zohar says, "Amr and Zohar Yisrael." Why was the Torah given through fire and through darkness? The command is titled Boraisa, everyone who learns Torah, Ishtaziv, Meesha, Achra, Beginim. He said from a different fire of Gehinim, Umechashaycha, the Mechashkin called Shai Amin Israel, and from the darkness that the other nations can darken, so to speak, to Israel. What's this idea of the fire? of Gehinnom, which came to replace another fire, so we understand that the reason the Torah was given against the backdrop of fire is to show us that if we don't accept the Torah, so then we're susceptible to that fire, and by accepting the Torah, then we save from that fire. And this is a different level, this is talking about the fact that we accepted the Torah, that already is something which saves us from the fire of Gehinnom. So again, we spoke previously of the fact that a person who learns Torah and connects to Torah is uh, not is not going to get punished in Gehinnom. But we see this is something which is already shown to us by the very acceptance of the Torah Harsina, which we need to explain. And he brings on that a Gemara, another Gezair, the Zayar in the Raimahem of Truma, where it says, Torah, the Torah, every day, the That's the secret of the higher imuna. The minda orchid of Kuchibrichu, because that way a person learns the ways of Hashem. The command is titled Barais Evidence Torah, Zachi Baha'i Alma, Zachi Bahamud Ose. He is Zachi in this world and the world to come. The Ishtaziv Mikol Kitrugin Bishan. He is saved from any Kitrug, any accusatory angel. Again, the Raisa Razdim Himnusi, because the Torah is the secret of the imuna. The person who is learning Torah connects to the higher Emunah. And therefore Hashem will rest his on that person that won't leave him. This is another, another aspect of Torah. That learning Torah is a connection to Emunah. By connecting to Emunah, a person connects to Hashem. And by, doing, by connecting to Hashem, so then he gets protected. Hashem, so to speak, shields him from uh, anything which will harm him. And this he brings a Gemara. The Gemara says in the Pasuk, the Eirech Yami Bimino, which means on the right of Torah, there's lengthy days, and on the left of Torah, there's Eishev Akavod, wealth and honor. What's the right of Torah? What's the left, left of Torah? So he brings the Gemara, which explains the Pasuk, and it says, for those who consider Torah to be their right, there's Eirech Yamim. And, and obviously that's a greater bracha, so Kol Shekadosh Shepakovet. 
and uh, the Masmeli bar, or those who consider Torah to be like the left, so they're not going to recover, not the Arach Yamin. What's the right of Torah and what's the left of Torah? So he explains. The concept of the right and the left is always the right is the stronger or the dominant and the left is the secondary or the assistant. So if a person has two hands, the one which he primarily uses to do what he needs to do is his right hand and the one which assists the right hand is the left hand. And therefore when a person does something which he says is his primary objective or he puts his main effort into, we call it the right. When a person does something which we consider secondary, we call it the left. And that's the case, so we have a concept of Torah also, of a Torah who, which is a person's priority, that we call my minimba, the person who treats the Torah as it were with the right, and the person who treats the Torah as it were with the left, which means he's learning Torah, but not as the ultimate, but rather the means of the as part of a, uh, uh, as a part of a something which which he's using in order to achieve what he wants to achieve. So it becomes the assistance, it becomes the, 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 something of secondary importance to whatever he's considering his primary uh, achievement. Now, the, and that's what Gemara says, that the Torah is, for the person who considers it to be the my minimum, for those who consider the Torah to be the priority, for that they get Erech Yavim. Erech Yavim is something which the Gemara talks about regularly, uh, as a, lo- a lengthy life. But on that we know that tell us always that the Arachim isn't meant to be translated as a long life in terms of just in this world. Rather it's meant to be Arachim which means something which is by definition a long life which is long. And that's what the Gemara explains it as Yam Shakuri Arach. In other words life which is limitless because that's truly long as opposed to something which a person can have more of or less of, but by definition it's always limited. And in, in the scale of eternity, even a long life in this world isn't very long. And therefore we consider Orech Yavim to be something which is long better, which means life in Olam Now life in Abba can't be longer or shorter. Life in Olam is eternal. And therefore what we say is not that a person will have a long life in Olam but the fact that a person merits Olam is itself considered length, a, a life of length, a life of a long time. So when a person learns Torah for the sake of the Torah, which is what we call the right, when a person learns Torah as something of secondary importance, what we call the left, then we say which is benefits that the Torah can give a person, but it doesn't have the same maila of the Olam Haba. And now we see a second point, which is that there's a reward for the entire of Arach Yomim, which is Olam Haba. So now the Chacham isn't telling us just about the protection from punishment that the Torah gives, but rather the reward that the Torah gives. As uh, so we're talking about the reward that the Torah gives, so then the reward is something which is Olam Haba, uh, which, is, which is understood. We know that that Torah has that Maila. But on the other hand, what we learn from this Gemara, is that that Maila of Olam which comes from Torah is only for the Maiminimba. It's only for the person who treats Torah as the right hand, which means the person who considers it a priority. He learns Torah for the sake of learning Torah. A person is learning Torah with the left hand, as it were, so then the Torah doesn't promise that he gets married. 
that's the first Chiddush. The second Chiddush we see is Nefesh Achayim, and that is what he explains afterwards, because we would have understood that the idea of Oshiva Kavod would be in this world. In other words, a person who is learning Torah without the right intention necessarily will be rewarded in this world for his learning with wealth or with honor, and the person in Torah Deshma gets Olam And on that, the Nefesh Achayim adds a few more words, and he says, he says that the Hubish Nayanami, Oishiva covered by Olam Azev, or Orichim in the Olam Abba. The Oishiva covered is in this world, and the Orichim is in the Olam Abba. Sheikha Orich Yamim, a Kavana Laim Shikuli Orich, Kamash Amu Hazar, the Kamam Zuchti of Azair. And that is, so the reward for Torah in this world is Oishiva covered in this world. The reward for Torah in the next world is Orich Yamim. Now, the Orich Yamim doesn't mean it's at the expense of this world. And that's what the Nefesh Chaim explains, that if a person learns Torah and Nishma, so he's going to get both. He's going to get rewarded in this world with Oish Shavakavad, as well as rewarded in the next world with Oish And that's really what the Nefesh Chaim said in the previous paragraph. And that is that the Torah protects the person in this world, and not only that, the Torah brings bracha, and brings reward in this world too. We saw in the previous paragraph, we quoted the video. And Nefesh Baracha gives reward to Tadikim in this world for Torah, why is bringing this Gemara again now, and why the adds of the two Zayars we just quoted, we need to explain. The first Zayar that says that the Torah was given in the backdrop of fire to show that a person is protected from the fire, and that's talking about the spiritual fire of Gehenna. And the second Zayar which he brought, and that is that the mitzvah to learn Torah is because learning Torah is really learning the, the, what he calls the Raza, the Nusra, the high level of Imana, and the high level of Emunah means Hashem, uh, when a person has this level, means Hashem's Shkhinah protects the person, and that also is referring to a protection of a spiritual nature. So we need to understand. Let's first talk about the concept of Torah which protects a person from the fire. Now, until now, we spoke about being protected from the fire of punishment, which means if a person does a virus, so they should get punished and get them for the virus that they've done. And the Torah can do that as the way to uh, give the kapara in this world as a virus, or at least prevent the person being destroyed by the, by being, by the punishment which he deserves for them. But there's another point here as well. And there's another fire too. Uh, let me, let's just give a bit of background to, to explain the principle. And the principle is like this. We say about Avraham Avinu, that when Avraham Avinu, uh, the Midrash gives a marshal to a traveler in the desert, that he came across a, a, a palace and he saw that the beer of the palace that, uh, which he found in the forest was Belekis. And when he saw that the palace was Belekis, he said, It must be that there's a manning the beer. It must be there's someone here in control of the beer. Literally, simply it means that he saw the lights were on. There was a fire burning inside, so there must be someone's here. And now one can find the ruin of a castle in the forest from people have been there a long time before. It doesn't mean they're here right now. Whereas if a person sees that someone who lit a fire and the, the, the fire is burning, it must have been over here right now. That wouldn't have been something which was a relic from a much earlier time period. And that's what the British says, Avramovino was, was saw in the world a Biro de Lapis. And because of that he understood there's a manic Biro, which means literally Hashem is still here and is running the world. And there are different explanations what it means that the world was Delacus. Because the word Delacus can mean uh, to be lit up, it can also mean to be burning. 
And if you're going to explain it like that, he's saying this, Abraham Avinu saw a world which was burning. What does that mean? So, let's explain the principle. The nature of fire is that fire consumes something. Fire can't live without it causing something to get destroyed. And as much as fire has the ability to, to consume something else, to destroy something else, that's how much the fire can survive. And in the same way that Rav saw the concept of how fire lives by destroying something with its living off, so Abraham reaches the, the same observation regarding the world. And that is, when HaKadosh Baruch created a world, he created certain things which remain in the world and from forever. They don't change, they don't age, they don't die. And there are certain things in the world which by definition use up their time here, so to speak, and then they get destroyed. So it's a world of self-destruction. It's a world of things which get used up and get finished. And what's the which, which items in this world are permanent and which items, so to speak, are using themselves up? Anything which is inanimate remains. The sky remains, the rocks remains, the water remains, because they have no life. Anything which is life is temporary. In other words, life is like a fire, and it's using itself up. It doesn't remain forever. And therefore, anything which is alive in the world is like the birra de lekas. It's like something which is being burned, which means to produce what it's producing, it's using up its, it's, using up its own combustible energy, if you want to call it that. It's using up the means it has to, to, ha- it has to keep it alive. And life is temporary. Why? Why is it like that? If HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a world, you could have created a world in which life was permanent. Why did Hashem create the Bureau de Lekas? Why did Hashem create a world which uses itself up? Which is literally burning. And the conclusion Abraham Avinu came to is because there's a mining the Bureau. Which means if people were here, just created to be here, to remain here, and to be a, a, a feature in the world, then they could have been in this world indefinitely. There was no reason for life to be so short. Just like anything inanimate is, in here, is here forever and doesn't get used up and doesn't change. And if the creation was created not like that, that things are temporary and life does get used up, it must be because there's a manic libera, which means that there's a, a manic needs literally means a director, there's a plan. And things are here to do a job. And if that's the case, they're they're given, so to speak, the life or the energy they need for the purpose that they have to do, and then they no longer have to be here anymore. And therefore, the, the, the nature of life in this world is temporary because it's here as part of a plan. It's here as something which needs to be used to achieve a certain goal. And then, and then we come to another point of Ram's recognition that there must be another stage, which is where, where, where the the life extends to beyond this world. Now it comes an interesting point. So the nature of a person in this world is like the fire. The fire is here, it will burn up whatever it has to live off, and then wherever it's living off, wherever the oil is finished, or the wood is finished, the fire dies. And the same thing, a person's here in this world, 
and he's given a certain amount of life to live. And when the life that he's given to live is finished, then the person dies. Why? Because there's a money. Because the person needs to do a job. There's a control and there's a plan in the world. It's not just that a person is created to be here and to remain here forever. But now we talk about the martial of fire. So now we understand there's two ways fire can work. There's a fire which can be used constructively. It can provide warmth, it can provide heat, it can power an engine, it can create electricity, or any other ways that a person can harness the power of fire for something positive, or there's a fire which can be used negatively. It's a fire which just destroys it. It ruins everything around it. And if you understand the nimshal, so it's the same thing when it applies to life. Life can be a fire which just eats up its capital and gets wasted, or life can be a fire which is harnessed productively in order to produce something, in order to create something. And the difference between the two is how a person chooses to use the life. And now we come to another understanding of the concept of the fire of Gehenna. It's not just the question of Avera, what a person does wrong and gets punished for. There's another element to life as well, and that is, if a person utilizes his life well, then he harnessed that fire to produce. Whereas if a person wasted his life, so basically life becomes like an untamed fire, which does nothing. And therefore what they were showing the fire of Gehenna is without Torah, life is productive. Without direction, Hashem wants a person to spend their life, so then there's a fire. And that fire means life is just burning itself up, and it's not achieving anything. And against that backdrop, the Torah was given. Because the Torah was given to show us that we have a way to utilize that to produce something worthwhile. And that's what we call Chaya Oida. The concept of Oida Mabah. The concept of Oida Mabah is the concept of what a person can use life to create. The life which is temporary in this world can be used to create a life which is permanent. Baruch, we say, The second point after the Torah is the Torah is that it creates within us the ability to get higher oil. And that's what we brought from the Gemara. That there's a concept of higher oil. There's a concept of life which is the oil of Yamin the life which lasts forever. And that comes through the focus of using life to learn Torah. And in response to that, the Kaddish Baruch gives the person higher oil. Whereas if a person doesn't connect with that, so then there's the life is just self-destruction person's utilizing and using up the time they were given and it's being burned without achieving anything. And that's the second element of Gehenna. That's experiencing that fire of destruction in place of what could have been a fire of creation. So therefore the person learns Torah and learns Torah in a way which is going to earn him oil of Habot. He's saved from that fire of confronting a life which was self-destroying as opposed to something which was an achievement. That's the one level. The next level we're going to talk about is what, the, what he brought to Zayar. And the Zayar says that a person in Ishtadil Baraisa connects to the Raza Dimim Nusaylah, connects to a higher level of Iman. This is something which we can understand based on what we already saw early in the Nefeshachan. A person, this a sense of self, his identity, we call it Zerach. A person has a neshama, a Jew has a neshama, and that's a way to connect to HaKadosh Baruch That's a way to connect to Hashem. And the more connected a person is 
through his neshama to Hashem, the higher his level is going to be. But now what's the way which a person connects to Hashem? What, 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 what's the means we have to strengthen or to up, elevate that connection? This is the concept of the Torah. And the Rekhah writes us in the Sefer Derech Yitzchayim, and that is that Hashem gave Yisrael the neshama at the same time that He gave us the Torah because the two are two parts of one whole. There's the Nasham Hashem gave us, which is, let's say, the ability we have to connect to Hashem, and the Torah Hashem gave us, which is the means to connect to Hashem. And when a person learns Torah, that acts as the way that he connects to HaKadosh Baruch. And that's what he calls the Razat of Emunah. The high level of Emunah. Emunah is that awareness and the connection to Hashem isn't just what a person can prove to themselves or they know about. It's the level that they are, which which they are in the level of more closest to Hashem and that level comes from Torah and that level comes from Torah and therefore when a person learns Torah he's connected to the he's connected to a higher level of connection to Hashem and when a person is on a higher level of connection to Hashem then they're, they're, they're zeichet to that protection they're zeichet to that uh, the, the result of that connection which is a person is saved from uh, the Shekhinah spreads his wings over a person so to speak and it protects the person from so what we spoke about previously and understand here as well is that the, le- the level which a person can do things wrong is with his body or his connection to it the level of connection to Hashem is a level above where very reaches and by living Torah so then a person connects to that neshama, which is, we say always, neshama should start to be tahirahi. So then that level of connection is something beyond what uh, a person, which we're aware would, let's say, lower a person away from that level. And therefore, when a person is on that higher level, so mimela is protected from aver. We said this in the first level, which was that, he says in the first level, which was that, when a person has a feeling of his connection to his neshama, so we he doesn't get pulled by what the body wants anymore. But there's another side here as well, and that is the stronger the kasher between a person's ruach and his neshama, so the matter the ruach is more connected to the neshama and less connected to the body, and less connected to the nefesh. And therefore, the connection to Torah is also something which, which not only does not that it gives a person kapara, but that it separates a person from the source of the, or the reason for the chait, which would otherwise be there from his way. Let's see, there's a third zone as well. So we've seen two points so far. The first idea, and that is the Torah protects a person from the fire of an, a, way, a misspent life. The second, the Torah connects a person to neshama, which is, separates them from the connection to the body, which would be the source of avera. And that brings a third zone as well. In Parshas Chayisara, uh, where it says in the Apostle, Open my eyes that I will see the flaws, uh, wonders from your Torah. And the Zara says, How foolish people are. They don't think about spending their time learning Torah. Because the Torah is all life and all Chayru, which is all freedom and everything which is good. Both in this world and the next world. 
It is the freedom of this world and the freedom of the next world. And it's also life in this world. That that way a person will be zeichet to a full life in this world. And the life of of long of length of time, which is endless in the world to come, begin the inun chayin shleimin, because the life of Torah is considered a life which is complete. Inun chayin dechayin is a life of freedom, which is chayin belayatzivu, life without sadness. Chayin inun chayin, life which is really life. Chayru ba'al modayin, chayru dekoyla. Freedom within this world and freedom from everything. The command is titled by Raisa la'yachin and the shalta la'ikoamin da'alma. Whoever learns Torah. The nations of the world can't have a power over him. And therefore he's free. What do we mean by free? He's free from subjugation. In this world is free from subjugation of the Goyim. They have no power over him. And this is a Zara talking. We see this in Shimon's own life. And that is that even though so many of his teachers and his comrades were captured by the Romans and killed by the Romans, Reb Shimon himself was also under a death threat from the Romans. But he was free from them. They couldn't catch him. They couldn't find him. And that's a personification of this rule. That if a person is on a certain level of Torah, again, not to say that other name won't. But we see the, the demonstration of this level by Rabbi Shemim Bayachai. And that is, on that level of Torah, he, he was protected. He was guarded. That the Romans never caught him. The Romans never could affect him. And same thing in the next world. That he's freed from the forces which are going to prosecute him in the world to come as well. And that is another element of the Torah's protection of a person that protects the person from this world from being, being ruled over, being subjugated by the Goyim, and protects the person in the next world from the the kitruk from the accusations that he might face and that's what he calls khairus, the freedom of Torah and we have this expression in Chazal as well that person who is Torah is free in other words forces which otherwise would be able to try and subjugate him to dominate him so the Torah frees him from their grasp you have to understand what's unique about that and that's what the Zohar repeats a number of times it's the real it's the full life it's the real life the life which is free from, uh, from these external forces. So we have to say what that means. Let's explain. What's the idea of Chaim Shleimim or Chaim Hilta, which are, well, they have, only have Chairus, only have freedom? An answer here is you understand that that's the original way HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted Chaim to be. The fact that the Goyim, the Umas Ailam, have control over the Jewish people, have power over them, is not a chachila. The fact that there's a certain Kayachara in Shemaim, the Satan, the Yetzara, which can make a trick, accuse a person, and has a certain Kayach to get him punished, is not a chachila. That's not the, the type of life, so to speak, that Kodesh Baruch Hu intended there to be. And in Mele, that's something which is not Chaim Shem. And now, why did Hashem make it like that? So we know from the very beginning, at the time of Adam Arishan, that it's only as a result of the Chait. That now HaKadosh Baruch defines him a new kind of life, which is a life which is going to be affected by uh, that kind of limitation, 
one of his cases was the fact that he's going to suffer from uh, the ground of producing for him and it's going to be under the jurisdiction to a certain extent of the Sahara. and then the reason for that is because he no longer deserved the life that he had in Gan Eden which would be the example of the Chaim Shlem the Chaim which is free from anything else and allows a person to devote himself totally and completely to the Torah and the reason for that is because if a person would use life to devote themselves completely to the Torah, then of course that's the life of Hadish Baruch who wants the person to lead and uh, that, that's the way a person maximizes what they can do with their life. But when a person is not using their life to be devoted completely to Torah, then a life which has no other responsibility or no other, uh, nothing else which is going to prevent a person from doing what they want to do is going to be a life of freedom to do a very a life of, of, of nothing preventing a person from doing whatever bad they want to do. And that's why Adam, after having done the Chet, wasn't able anymore to enjoy the privilege of Ganet. would have given him a limitless potential to do more wrong. And then the life becomes a life which there's a factor which limits a person from what they want to do, and in that way it prevents them and the amount that they can do wrong. And it's the same thing with God. So Christ will wear his Israel and they were keeping the terrorists and then of course they had power and there was nothing that would affect them or interfere with them achieving as much as they could achieve. But when Christ will sank into a lifestyle and a mindset of Avera, then that same freedom from any foreign subjugation or any other uh, factor which would prevent them uh, doing what they wanted to do now became a negative because now there was nothing to prevent them doing whatever Avera they wanted to do a lifestyle which was contrary to terror and therefore Kaddish Baruch makes a system where there is going to be something which interferes with people's uh, wrong choices of how to use their lives and uh, that won't allow them to devote themselves to a lifestyle of a barrier and that's a Shibu Malchus because now they're going to be forced into what the Goyim who are ruling over them want them to do and they won't be free to pursue the Torah the same way and it's only a person the education to Torah, so then that's the person who again deserves to have that level of Chaim of freedom and Chaim of Chaim Shlemim, which means Chaim which allows the person to be completely devoted to Torah with nothing else. And that's what Hashem wants for a person if He shows you can use that freedom properly, if He shows you can use that life as it's meant to be used. If not, so then better than something which will stop him uh, in living a life of reckless abandon, a life of complete. Uh, so to speak, connection to the Yet Sahara. And as you know, that's the life which we're going to look forward to in the time of Mashiach as well. When Mashiach comes and there won't be the Shibud Malchus, there won't be the control of the Goyim over us, and there won't be the control of the Yet Sahara over us either. And we go back to a lifestyle similar to that of Ganadin, which means a lifestyle which we have nothing else which is going to interfere or prevent us from focusing completely and only solely on Avodah Hashem. Like we know the famous words of the Rambam, that the reason why the Chachamim were misavad in Mosa Mashiach was that they should be free for Torah and Avayda. Free means free from any distraction, free from any interference, free from any enemy. And that's the, the freedom we're talking about here, the Chaim of Chairus, the Chaim of uh, freedom, of Shleimus, which a person is to by the name of the Torah.